today and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripping firmly to the rock of Scripture. Good day. Welcome to our podcast today. Looking forward to sharing with you some thoughts regarding another quality and character of the nature of God. It is Theology Thursday, and we're going to spend some time thinking today and in the next podcast regarding one of the fundamental attributes and truths of the uh, the, the person of God and what He is like. And uh, hopefully it'll cause you to think, and this is one of those topics that uh, has some great depth to it, and uh, if we're not careful, we can kind of lose track of how things go in terms of our thought processes. And so I want to take some time to spend some time on the quality known as the eternal nature of God. We're going to think about that for a moment today. Put your thinking caps on wherever you are. You're riding in the car, you're at home, uh, wherever you might be. We're going to think deeply about the character of God today and the person Uh, of who he is, the eternal nature of God. Thomas Brewer writes in Table Talk magazine an article in which he starts out, he says, what time is it? What time is it? Sometimes he says he's asked that question by a complete stranger, and it's an easy question to answer. He said, I can just look at my phone, I can look at my watch, and I can state the time with great uncertainty. But he makes the observation that nobody has ever asked him, what is time itself? Because that's a much more complex question to answer uh, than just what time is it. On the one hand, we know what time is. Uh, We live in a world that is ran... Uh, that is run by uh, a lot by our watches and by the passing of time. Uh, we use it every day. We know what time is in our minds. We start our day with an alarm going off next to the bed. We check the clock throughout the day. We make sure we're on schedule. We go to bed hoping to get enough hours of sleep to keep us rested. Uh, we also know that time even has a cumulative effect. Children grow up, become adults relationships change and seasons pass. We're approaching a different season here in New England, a beautiful season. Time has gone by. It's been largely a blur blur since uh, February and March when all of the pandemic situation came on us and it seems like things have have passed in a dream. Now, time. on the one hand, we can look at our watch and tell what time it is. But on the other hand, it's it's hard to know what time is exactly. We know that it involves measurement, um, not in spatial units like inches and feet, and yards or centimeters, uh, but in temporal units like seconds and days. We know that each week has 168 hours and has 10,080 minutes and 604,800 seconds. Uh, each week has that as a component of passing time. Yet we can't define time by merely how we measure it. Um, it would, if we did, it would be like kind of defining a birthday cake by its ingredients, uh, quantities of butter and eggs, quantities of sugar and flour. The idea of measurement, however, has to be part of the definition of what time is. Where are you going with this, Pastor? Well, I'm wanting to get to something specific. Uh, if we didn't measure time in, in, in 
units of measurement, we wouldn't be able to speak about time coherently. Uh, in addition to time being something that's measured, we could also say that time proceeds by events that occur one after the other. In other words, we experience life moment by moment, not all at once. It's not always an eternal now. There is a succession of events that unfold. So for the sake of defining things, we could say that time is a non-spatial dimension that we measure in successive moments. Does that hurt your head? It does. We think about it. Uh, it's strange to think about time so abstractly when we live with it every day and, and associate with it so closely. But it gets even stranger when you think about how that simple definition really doesn't encapsulate everything that time is. For example, um, isn't it true? Uh, sometimes we can feel like time speeds up. When you're, uh, when you're involved in something you're really enjoying, it seems like it goes by like the blink of an eye. But time even there are times when it, it seems to slow down or even stand still. Uh, you ever waited for your clothes to dry in the dryer or some other event that, that uh, you're anticipating and it just doesn't happen, or at least in the time that you anticipated it unfolding. Uh, what's to account for that? Why does it seem that time can stand still, slow down, or speed up? There was a pastor in North Africa many years ago in the 300s that uh, Augustine is his name, and he was an early thinker who really considered the mystery of time. He wrote this, quote, What do we refer to more familiarly and knowingly than time? Certainly we understand it when we speak about it. We understand it also when we hear it described by another. What then is time? If no one asks me, I know. If I want to explain it to someone who asks me, I don't know. Unquote. Like Augustine, we can't understand time entirely. Uh, nevertheless, we know that we are creatures that have been made to exist in and through time. We can't even fathom what it would be, what it would be like to be strictly timeless. That's something completely foreign to our mindset. But today, I want to reflect on one who is timeless, and that is God Himself. Psalm 90 and verse 2, the Bible says, uh, From everlasting to everlasting thou art God. God made the universe. He created time. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But was there a time before God created time? Uh, Augustine went on to say this, nor did you precede time by any time, because then you would not precede all times. But in the excellency of an ever-present eternity, you precede all times past and survive all future times, because they are future. And when they have come, they will be past. But you are the same, and your years shall have no end." Unquote. In other words, according to Augustine, God precedes time by his ever-present eternity because he's the creator of time. Uh, that's the great attribute of God that describes what his entire being is like. He is ever-present, and to be ever-present is to exist in such a state that all times are equally present. Admittedly, uh, I think in describing things like this, we're, we're kind of like, 
a fish that hypothesizes about what it's like to walk on the moon, um, the very phrase ever present shows the limitations of our language. Ever and present are words that derive their very meaning from time to time uh, to describe one who is strictly timeless. Nevertheless, in God, we see an eternal one. We see one who has existed even before there was time. Uh, He operates in time, through time in Scripture, in measurable moment-by-moment fashion from the early pages of Genesis. For example, the Bible tells us that he created the world in six literal days, one after the other. He established and fixed the sun, the moon, and the stars. Genesis 1.14, in fact, says, And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. God deliberates and he speaks through history and consecutive moments with his words following one after another. He said in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 3, uh, let us ma- uh, chapter 1, let us make man in our image. And he finishes and calls everything very good. They're good because he made them. He is eternal and he has made this world for us to exist in in order that we might be able to measure our existence. And that's what this, uh, the uh, uh, preacher in Ecclesiastes tells us, that there is a time for all things. And what's most important is to walk with him in the time that we're given. Walk with him today, will you? Serve him faithfully. He's the eternal God, creator of all things.